4: Coming up on episode 311 of Wheel Bearings, we've got a couple of similarly sized but very different electric mid-sized crossovers. We've got the Miata again. We've got the BMW M5 Touring Plug-In Hybrid, the Cadillac Escalade IQ, charge point Investing in Reliability, bidirectional Charging for GM, a Tesla that alerted its driver 150 times to put his hands on the wheel before a fatal crash, a first look at the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe, and the average transaction prices of EVs are falling, kind of. All that and more coming up next. This is episode three hundred and eleven of Wheel Bearings. I'm Sam Abual Samish from Guidehouse Insights,
2: and I am Nicole Wakeland from the Road Reflected Podcast,
4: and I am Roberto Baldwin from Hot Cards. And uh, who wants to go first?
2: I'll go first. I'll okay. Go first. Of course me, 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 me. I'll go first. All right. So this week I am driving the another Mercedes. This is the 22.3 Mercedes-Benz EQE SUV. I had the EQS a while ago. Yeah. Now I have yeah. the EQE. So I got to say that just right off the bat, their naming conventions. I never know what the heck I'm driving. I literally have to look at like the Monroney or like, what are you driving? I'm like, wait, what does it say? EQE, sorry. <laughs> I just well, they all look to be, pretty
4: much the same too, except they just do. slightly bigger or smaller. It's a
2: little smaller, a little bigger. So the EQE is smaller, and it's um, two rows. Uh, it two is all new this year, and it is an EV. Um, it starts at seventy-seven thousand nine hundred dollars for the base trim, so it is most definitely a luxury vehicle. I had the top trim, the five hundred, which is eighty-nine thousand five hundred before you've added anything to it. Um, don't ask me what was added to it because I was trying to build it and I am—I I fight with Mercedes website to build a vehicle. Uh-huh. It can be a little tricky. Um, and I didn't have a Monroni, so I was guessing. So mine's probably somewhere slightly north of that because I'm sure they have put on every package because it felt very, very fully loaded. You know, it had the wood. Dashboard that has the little metal like inlays, a little Mercedes star when you open. It's got oh. the ambient lighting in eight thousand colors. It has aluminum door sills that say Mercedes Benz, and it has you know aluminum on the tailgate right when you open that up, just right on the edge. So if you're like shoving stuff in there, that could damage it. It's going to be a little bit easier on your car, although it's not. That's one of its sort of drawbacks. There's not a huge amount of room. There's only fourteen cubic feet behind the rear seats, which
4: that's not great.
2: It's not great. It's not bad, but it's not really great.
4: Well, I mean, right? you know, this is supposed to be like a, a mid-size two-row, right? So, right. They, so the electric equivalent of the GLE. Yes. And, yeah. You know that one's got a decent amount of cargo space back there
2: yeah so so cargo space is a strong point you fold it down and you know if you're folding the seats down it, it gets a good bit larger and you have more space and it can tow up to 3,500 pounds but this is really i don't think this is a cargo person's car this is really just someone who still wants the suv experience who wants an ev who wants the mercedes luxury but cargo sort of an afterthought or like you're throwing bags in there for you and your kid like your family stuff could fit there in no there for vacation <laughs> Yeah, going on vacation you're throwing luggage in there to go on your fancy vacation then you're going to be good um and it is a beautiful interior like this has leather seats and you know it's it's got all the things that make it look like a mercedes you want a mercedes to look fancy oh and i love i look today there's a nine gazillion places to plug your stuff in and i didn't even look in the back to be honest there's Two USB ports, U- USB C's, right on the front, like right under the like the uh, like by the infotainment screen, uh, like where the cup holders are. There's two in the center console, and there's two underneath where they have like this little storage area that has like a little elastic strap you can hold stuff in place, and it even has like a little edge to the sort of. S- Tunnel there that they've used for storage. So if you put something there, it's not going to come. Like your wallet's not going to come flying out the first time you take a corner and end up under your foot and cause all sorts of issues. Not that that's ever happened to me in cars with storage down in that area. Never. Uh, so I was very happy that it had Good. a little edge. I'm glad to hear it. that's never happened. Never. That would be uh, really
4: but-
5: annoying.
2: It would be really annoying if the storage area never functioned, because as soon as you even lightly made a turn, things went flying out. And things go
5: flying everywhere. Yeah,
2: that's never good. So, um, yeah, that never happens, though. Uh, So I really appreciate the little storage thing. I thought that was good. I also really liked Well, what I did, the, the cup holders. Okay, they there's the spot where the cup holders go. The cup holders take up the spot, like, let's say two thirds of it. And then the other third of it, there's like a little space. But if you want to, you can take the cup holders out entirely. There's like a little clip and you can pull the entire thing right out, which twofold. If for some reason you don't want the cup holders gonzo, but also if you manage to spill your drink, you're not like sitting there with like Windex trying to. to, You can literally take this whole thing, bring it upstairs, run it under the sink, dry the sucker out, then put it back in so you don't end up with that. Like, I don't know what that science experiment that some people have developing in the bottom of the cup holders in their car that's a little bit of coffee, oh, a little bit of milk, a little bit of like soda, some just condensation. The, that's the detritus
4: molded. of daily life.
2: The detritus of daily life. You can get rid of that very easily in your Mercedes EQE, which Finally. I also liked. Uh, wasn't a big fan of the abundance of piano black. I think I had that car for 30 seconds and it looked like a toddler had just and it was just me.
6: <laughs> I
5: don't understand why they just keep doing that. And people it's like must, when you people must like it. Uh, because they, I don't who know, like not it? apparently not journalists. Everyone no, you know, but journalists seem to like it. I think because they, you know, it they is, bring people in, and people are like, "Ooh, it's so shiny!"
1: The the I designers
5: quite shiny. The designers who
4: work in the studio and never actually touch the stuff. Ugh. You know, they they just create it, and then it sits there under the nice, perfect lighting in the design dome. You know, so that the executives can come in walk around, look at it and sign off on it and say, good, ship it, you know, but nobody ever actually touches it. And by the oh time, gosh. by the time it gets out there into the field, you know, that's when you start to see the, the, the fingerprints everywhere. And it's too late. Gross. It looks terrible.
2: And it doesn't It really like your hands can be about as clean as your hands can be. It doesn't matter. As soon as you touch that, Blech. It looks like you were like eating fried chicken and got in the car and just wiped your hands on the center console. I think
5: I'm talking to some designers at uh, Pebble Beach this year, so I'm gonna just they their cars. I'm like, so what's the deal with piano black?
2: Some way
1: they the do of? that because it why? doesn't. It, do it you doesn't like look it? Good. Do the
5: executives like it? Do doesn't people like it? it's because you know a lot of these companies will actually make changes based on the feedback they've gotten
2: like a little bit you want to put a little piano black trim somewhere but like when you shut that giant cup holder it is like a (laughs) what like a one and a half foot by one foot rectangular expanse of piano black just waiting to be fingerprinted and have stuff on it so i just was not a fan of that um, otherwise, I mean, it's a beautiful, comfortable interior. You know, it, it feels and rides like a Mercedes. It's got plenty of power. It has uh, 402 horsepower. So it goes, you know, it's not a giant vehicle. So that's more than enough to make this feel responsive. And it's an EV. So the minute you touch the pedal, it's like, boom, it's off. Um, and it has 269 miles of range which is more than the lower trims. I forget exactly what the reduced number, but like you have to get up to this top one to get the 402 horsepower and the 269 miles. Otherwise, those numbers drop a little bit. But that's a that's a good amount of range for every day. I don't think it's mm-hmm. great, but it's not terrible. Um, and it can do a 10- Every 80%, day,
5: it's fine. Every
2: day, it's fine. And if you want to DC fast charge it, 10 to 80%, 32 minutes. That's
5: not so as okay. bad, right? Yeah, they're, they're topping off at like 200, right? 200 kilowatts, because yeah. they're still using exactly. a 400- kilowatt system so it's you it's know, a, lot the, it's a lot better than the car so.
2: it's a lot better oh yeah you're yeah. yeah what did you have this oh yeah i will get, sh- we'll get to that we're gonna yeah we're gonna get to it like as someone has some feels someone <laughs> has some feels about that one um <laughs> the other thing that i thought was kind of i love how it looks on the outside is nice styling i mean it's really eye-catching a lot of people were sort of giving it a second look especially the Lack of grill. It's just that giant expanse of sort of black with the little Mercedes. Again, the Mercedes starts like the same thing you have inside with the wood and the metallic inlay It's Similar, just not with the wood on the outside. So it's it's very it's very eye catching. Um, I like it. But what I didn't like, and on the sides, this isn't a huge SUV. Remember, this is a midsize. Is that what we've kind of decided? Midsize mm-hmm. little yeah. bold, this thing. Not super high. It's not like there's a step up. It's not like you're getting into a Jeep or something, or like a Rivian truck or something that's higher off the ground, and they have a side step, a fixed side step that runs the entire length, like the full wheelbase, pretty much, and it's got, you know, it's silver, looks cool, it has little black, sort of like grippy things, so it looks really neat, but it is so weirdly placed. Like when you get out of the car, you don't want that. Like if you just step on it, you're like lifting Like, I don't need that to step down. I just want to step down, but it's there instead of the ground. You're like, how do I awkwardly you do this awkward little half step onto it. And you're like, that was weird. Or you try and step over it. And if it's just makes sticks out too far. So now you have a very large step over to step out of the car, which is awful if the car is wet and you don't that's, want your pants to be messy and dirty and wet because it hits the back of your leg almost every time. Uh,
5: so that's me with every sidestep system in every car ever. Okay,
2: see, it's not every sidestep <laughs> for them, normal all height of people. them are
5: All of them are just like, oh my God, this thing's a pain in my butt. I, like, yeah, I, have, to, well, I have to like step out further. It's, it's Okay, so
2: what you experience with every sidestep, the average human <laughs> is gonna experience with this. Oh. And in fact, it completely flummoxed Um, My mom. So you would think that having a vehicle that you had a little sidestep would make it easier for a senior or someone who had some mobility issues to step up into the car. It was terrible. She couldn't quite get the right angle because it's like she didn't want to step all the way over because then it was too far out. And she was sort of almost off balance, but she didn't want to step right on. And she's like, I don't want to step on this step. Then I'm like lifting myself out of the car and having to step down. Yeah. So that was a weird design thing that I found like annoying and awkward. And like, I, can we take these off please? Um, so that I did not like the piano black and the little step, but driving it nice and smooth and quiet and super powerful. Um, I had a great time driving in the side of crazy Boston traffic, like trying to navigate things. It's, it's great. Cause you don't, there's like no hesitation. You're like, mm-hmm. you're not cutting me off when you're like right in front of people. So, um, I had a really fun time driving this. I liked it, but you're looking at you know, what do we say? 89500 for this? You were
5: driving a $100,000 car. I was driving a $100,000 $100, car. At exactly. Least, yeah. So it's a tiny, it's
2: it, close enough. We're going to call it a $100,000 car probably once we put all the whatever is on there. Yeah, you all add the, the fancy pieces that they had. Hyper
5: screen? The long screen, the no, whole No, it did not. I had to
2: think for a second. Sorry. No, it did not have the hyper screen. It had just the oh, rectangular screen with a huge expanse of the wood and little Mercedes star oh yeah the it. little
5: tiny ones yeah little
2: teeny tiny little, little yeah, star yeah. that you just think oh it's silver stuff and then you're like wait a minute oh it's the mercedes star i get it yeah oh. so that was like most of the dashboard was that <laughs> um which looked great i'm glad that wasn't piano black that was like a natural looking wood with a sort of muted silver or matte silver inlay that was lovely, unlike the Piano Black, which I want less of, even though there, it was it's just fingerprints, fingerprint Every, city right there. Everyone
5: um, in the Piano Black.
2: I know. And you know people. what, to be fair, people comment, like I do see consumers comment when they look at things that I put up, and they'll say like, oh, man, that, that black is going to look awful. As soon as that's anyone. I'm like, yes, yes, it is. Would you go yeah. give your feedback to the car company of your choice? <laughs> Tell them you don't like the Piano Black.
4: We should but overall them. That to never buying another vehicle with piano black in the interior. Ever.
2: Ever. Mm. Then that's, we can't. I don't think we can buy a car. Is there any car that really is zero? It's probably a small number that doesn't have some little inkling of piano black in it. If not the giant expanse, at least a mini expanse. A little bit.
5: Did the Miata have piano black in it? I don't think it did. That's the answer. And <laughs> yeah. There you go. We, which we already knew. The answer to the PM. question is
2: Miata. Yeah.
5: I don't think I don't think the Ford Maverick has piano black. No. Oh,
4: it does no, not. I think you're right. It doesn't it's have kid. anything glossy in it.
5: No, there's nothing.
4: There's, there's nothing shiny shine at all. It's a hard. Text, hard textured plastic. It's all hard. Yeah, yeah. It's all about like
2: we're rugged. We're just people of the earth truck.
5: Yeah. We're cheap and proud of it.
2: Well, you're cheap yeah. and proud of it. You can keep your piano black on your hundred thousand dollar Mercedes lady for cheap. <laughs> or your hundred thousand
5: dollar <laughs> F-150, really? Yes, exactly.
2: Yeah. So yeah, so that was the Mercedes-Benz EQE SUV, which I thoroughly enjoyed. This is this is a fun vehicle. If I had a hundred grand to burn, I would consider burning it on this.
5: Okay, very good. Yeah, Robbie, I'm just going to finish talking about the Miata because last week I talked about Miata, but I didn't I didn't have a chance to do any uh, performance driving. So uh, and then as soon as the podcast was over, I went and did that and it was fantastic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. I'm
5: shocked. That's my review. Fantastic. Yeah. Except when I was trying to, to there's a road, there's an abandoned road I can like drift on. I forgot to turn the uh, the, 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 the traction control off. So it like sort of, and they catch it. And I'm like, what's that smell? Oh, it's the brakes. It's done. Mm-hmm. it's trying to <laughs> it's trying to keep me from dying. But I'm like, what am I doing? I'm like, oh, no, me turn it back on. Uh, other than that, no. Fantastic. Well, you know, if
4: you keep doing that long enough, then it'll just shut itself down. Because the traction control systems all have a, a temperature model for the brakes to keep you from, uh, keep from, co- from totally cooking melting. it. So once the temperature estimate gets to a certain point, it'll just disable the traction control automatically.
5: Yeah, there's a, there's a really great, uh, video on car and driver, of Ezra, uh, driving a, I believe the Bronco Raptor. I think it was, and he's driving through the sand and the, the rear brakes are just melting. <laughs> you, you can see it's just glowing. So that's a, that's a fun thing that you can, you can think about anyway, back to the Miata that, that didn't have melting, but you could smell them. That's like, yeah. cause it was like, Oh God, what are you doing? What are you doing? I was like, what is
1: going on?
5: Um, yeah, no, it's, it, I, I really liked it, but I got into my BRZ, you know, t- they took the car away. I had to go somewhere like an hour later, I got into my BRZ. I'm like, Whoa, look at this. There's so much room in here. <laughs> I just, f- the car's huge. It felt like there was so much room in it. And so, um, so there, you know, so that's the, that's the thing with Miata, Is it, especially if you're, if you're a big person like me, even if you do fit in it with the top up, um, it's, it's, it's cost. Claust- it can be cost. It's snug. It's snug. You're wearing a Miata Miata is yes. what's going on. It's like, you're putting on a pair of pants. Like you're just putting on the Miata <laughs> and You're driving away. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's the feeling. You're very, you're, you're, you you, are the, you're part of the car because there's no room. There's no separation between you and the vehicle. There's no like extra, like, you know, I could reach out the other side. It, it is an customary. extension of you. Yes. Like a, like a leg or something <laughs> <laughs> an extra leg. <laughs> um, so yeah, not me um, for 30,000. I mean, it, that's a it's a you know, even with all the performance driving I did for the next few days, I was still I am um, at the end of the 300 miles. that I drove it two twenty nine point eight twenty nine point eight miles per gallon. That's, that's
1: and not, I'm not driving like a
5: yeah, like a well, not like an idiot, but I'm driving, you know, quick, <laughs> quickly yeah. on roads. Yeah, briskly. briskly. I'm, I'm driving briskly on these roads. And so, yeah, no, it's it's a, uh, it's, it's, hold on, I got to throw something on my cat. He's trying to, what are you doing? <laughs> Is your <laughs> cat causing problems? He's trying to tear up the carpet to get out of the room. So he's trying to be, he's decided he wants, he wants into another room. Uh, yeah, so yeah, the Miata, uh, outstanding $30,000. You can't beat it, good value. Um, uh, miles per smiles value is through the roof because <laughs> <laughs> you're getting uh, a fun vehicle you get in a convertible which if you've ever had a convert i my life motto is that everyone should own a convertible at least once in their life it could be when you're young but if you live in alaska and even when you're old there's days you can still drive a convertible you can that's have they, even if it's, have, it's a jeep and you take all seniors. the things off yeah Okay. Exactly. Okay, that counts. If you take okay. all the things off, you're converting it to something that's something else. You're converting it. It doesn't. It's top down. Top down driving. It's been converted. It's been okay. converted. I think okay. there, is, there there is a there is value to your life that is added by having some sort of top down open air vehicle that you sit down and you're driving around. It's really nice in summer at night. and You're just driving. It's warm out, and you're just having a nice time. And yes, you can you can do it with the uh, with seat heaters. I mean, I, it was like fifty degrees, and I'm just driving around. See, I didn't even have the seat heater, I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> you know, I, I I drive my Miata. You know, anytime that it's
4: over forty degrees and there's no salt on the road, so you know, forty degrees. You know, I just turn up the heater. Mine mine is old enough that you know it predates seat heaters. They didn't they hadn't invented those yet. Just
5: turn the heaters so, on.
4: Yeah, I just turn turn the heat on, and you know, have have the fan, the, the hot air blowing over me. And top down, sun shining, it's perfect. It's great. Glasses on. Yes, yeah. It's amazing. Living the dream. Living Brisk.
2: the dream. <laughs> when, I, when I had the life will feel uh,
5: good. The smart uh, I matter. The smart car, the convertible one, that went the one's a little like target top. Mm-hmm. When I I had one of those in San Francisco in a winter, and it was like forty degrees and it was drizzly, but I think I, every morning I would get up and I drive to work in that little car with the top <laughs> off it's kind of raining on me didn't care <laughs> it's, it's really cold turn the <laughs> heater on living yeah anyway anyways everyone should should own one i don't i mean i think the miata is probably your best bet it's a uh, vehicle's not going to break down but if you're crazy you can get an older one and uh yeah that's it that's really because i've already talked about it last week so uh, next okay. week, I'll talk about something else, I think. That
2: so was just the finishing last week's.
5: I was just finishing last week's because the last okay. week I hadn't had a chance to to um, to do any performance driving. It just sort of drove it around like a human and um, I enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, not good for bands. It's not no. you can you put the guitar no. in there, but did, you really can't get your, your amp in there. So like
2: you did get a-, a guitar. OK, you got a guitar in there. I'm kind of impressed with that.
5: Well, I mean, as long as you're the only person in the car. I mean, if someone else is going you're like, ah, never mind. But my, Forget the, it. My, it's just for two people. Yeah. My guitar amp wouldn't fit into it. If I took like a practice amp to the show, sure. <laughs> if you're a singer, it'll fit. If you're a bass player, No, because yeah, you have to put bass amp. Your microphone will fit, no problem at all. Yeah, your mic will boop right in the back. Uh, every other person in the band now you're, you're you're just just get something or rent something bigger.
4: Okay.
0: Cool. Okay. All right. Well, what's the easiest choice you can make?
4: Did you know you can support Wheelbearings directly? Head to patreon.com slash wheelbearingsmedia and you can become a patron today. Your contributions will help fund the platforms and tools we use to bring the podcast to you. And exclusives and improvements are already on the way thanks to your generosity. So if you want to be part of an automotive podcast like no other, head to patreon.com/slash wheelbearingsmedia. I also had a i would say mid-size um,
1: <laughs> crossover
4: electric crossover yeah you know, it's, it's actually pretty close to the similar size to the EQE um and it's about half the price of the EQE um <laughs> the, i had the toyota so you
2: you like it so much you get two? no no
4: um i had no? i had the toyota bZ4x limited all wheel drive so uh and i have know.
2: to ask the obvious question does it still have its wheels
4: it still has all four wheels on it. Yes, the, the wheels did not appear to be coming loose at all at any point during the the seven days I, That's I had still it. Still,
2: just my favorite recall ever because it felt like what what is this nineteen twenty two? It's
5: yeah. <laughs> what? How
2: do we miss? How do we mess this up? Of all the things to but go ahead. Go the ahead. wheels right.
5: sometimes fall off.
4: You so, know, as they so, do. So the the BZ4X you know is the first EV uh, production EV developed in, in, entirely uh, within Toyota and their partner Subaru on this. Cause the, there's also the Subaru Solterra, which is the same vehicle with a slightly different front fascia. Um, but it's and a better name uh, and, and a better, a much, much better name. Um, so the one I had was the all wheel drive. It was the limited, which means it has 20 inch wheels instead of 18 inch wheels that you get on the, the base model, uh, Ooh. which means that you give up several miles of, of driving range, uh, because the wheels are bigger and heavier and, have more in, rotating inertia. Um, and, you know, it still has the, the things that I complained about when I first drove it last, what when was it, last winter, I think, last November or something like that, um, which is, you know, that the way the, the instrument cluster is set up, um, you know, it's, it's the same setup that's in the, the new Prius where you've got kind of this tunnel behind the, uh behind the, the steering wheel that leading up to the this little instrument cluster which looks like you know it the cluster is supposed to be kind of above the steering wheel and you know it's set up kind of close to where a heads up display would be so you, you kind of get some of the benefit of a heads up display but with you know it's not affected by polarized sunglasses except it depends on where you position the steering wheel um you know if It's entirely possible that depending on where you like to have your steering wheel, um, the bottom half of the display will be cut off by the top part of the steering wheel.
1: Uh
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, that's me. That's what happens to me.
4: (laughs) Yeah. So. I'm like,
2: I'm doing this up and down. like That is rather annoying. Yeah. It's a little bit annoying. I'm going to, yeah.
4: yeah. Actually, it's a lot annoying.
2: It makes you want to stab somebody in the eye. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a reasonably roomy vehicle. Um back seat, you know, this has got lots of space, lots of cargo space. Uh you know, we took we went to the lake last weekend with it, put the paddleboard in there, a couple of beach chairs and you know, a bunch of other stuff and and covered the back seat and had uh had Daisy with us and and my wife and and one of her friends. Um fit everybody in there comfortably, lots lots of space for everybody. Um the it's actually in Terms of efficiency, the BZ4X actually isn't bad. Um, it, it's, it's much better than a lot of vehicles out there. Uh, you know, I, if you're driving it without air conditioning on, it'll get about 3.3, 3.4 miles uh per kilowatt hour. The you know, the downside is that the um, the battery is relatively modest in size, which actually is not from from a purely rational perspective is is not a bad thing uh in the uh in the front wheel drive version you get uh 71.4 kilowatt hours i think or 71.8 and the um the all-wheel drive is slightly larger uh yeah 71.4 and then 72.8 kilowatt hours with the all-wheel drive version the batteries are. Physically the same size, but their cells are sourced from two different companies. The front drive has Panasonic cells. The rear, the all wheel drive version has um, uh, CATL cells from China. Uh, and so that means that with this vehicle, even though it has reasonably good fuel uh, energy efficiency, the all wheel drive with the the bigger wheels uh, only has a range, a rated range of 222 miles. And it was hot. When I got this thing, like the temperature, you know, the temperature was like 90 degrees and I had to go somewhere and I unplugged it and I turned on the air conditioning. And before I turned on the air conditioning, it was showing actually showing 192 miles of range. Huh. Um, And as soon as I turned on the air conditioning, that dropped to like
5: 145.
4: Wait, what? Yeah. I immediately lost 20% of the range when I turned on the air conditioning. Oh, yeah not good mm-hmm. um which is it's more it was more degradation and range from ac than i can ever remember on any ev that i've driven um that's it was pretty very aggressive um and so that's that's a problem especially considering was the thing- ac really good though <laughs> like <where you're>, <laughs> oh it's chilly like this I is, mean, is I, that i range hadn't, hadn't said it like 72 so it was it was comfortable oh, so-
2: But you weren't like freezing yourself out, okay? No, no,
4: it's not like I cranked it down to six. There wasn't snow shooting out of the vents. There was no snow or frost (laughs) shooting out of the vents. Okay, just just an average AC day. Okay, Uh, so you know it's it's not you know not not great if you have to use the air conditioning, which is particularly bad because this does have a heat pump. It's not a you know it's not just a, a mechanical. Uh, you know, air conditioning system, you know, an electrically driven uh, mechanical air conditioning system. It's a heat pump, which should be more efficient.
5: Wait, what? Yeah. I thought it was just like, well, they just threw the the cheapest, oh. most inefficient no. system on the, on the planet in there. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I it's guess.
4: actually, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's should be a decent system, but anyway, dropped a lot of range there. um, And so that's something to be wary of, uh, so yeah, I dropped the, the range dropped to, you know, about, a, you know, 150 miles, um, from, you know, as soon as I turned on the AC, um, but it was too hot to drive without it. You know, so I said, and, and I, it was, you know, it was well within my my, what I needed. So that wasn't an issue for me. Um, you know, I was able to get to, get to where I was going and get back, you know, to a, a charger where I could top it off a little bit to, to get home. Um, the uh the all-wheel drive is rated at 214 horsepower. Uh, the front drive gets 201 horsepower um, because they have with the front front drive they use a, a bigger motor on the front axle oh, with the all-wheel okay. drive. they use two smaller motors um, And then if you get the Lexus RZ, uh, the RZ450, they use um, the um, the larger motor on the rear axle, of the RZ or no sorry the larger motors they use the, the the larger motor from the front drive BZ uh on the front axle of the the RZ uh and then the um the smaller uh 107 horsepower motor on the rear axle. Uh, so you get like 300 uh 308 horsepower something like that. Uh, but this is the BZ 4x. Um one thing I did discover that I really liked was the uh, that I didn't know about, and I don't remember them talking about it during the presentation when we did the when they did the reveal or the first drive. Is on the underside of the dashboard, on both the driver and the passenger side, there is a radiant heating pad. Um, so if, if if it's cold out, you can turn that on, and it heats up, and you know there's radiant heat around your legs. Uh, Instead of blowing warm air over you.
5: Mm -hmm. You So you got seat
4: heaters and you got radiant heat. So you got the seat heater heating you up from behind the radiant heat, heating you up from heating up your lap from in front, um, which should actually be pretty efficient. Um, And, uh, you know, it didn't, when I turned that on, it didn't, it didn't have nearly as much impact on the range as the air conditioning did. Uh, I think it only knocked down the range by a couple of miles. So okay, that's no big
2: deal. um, yeah. Yeah.
4: Um, yeah, you got the same infotainment system that's on all the newer Toyotas, which is a it's a good system, it works fine. Um, the 214 horsepower that I mentioned doesn't seem like a lot, but because it's an EV, you got that instant torque, it's plenty. It's more than enough. It's it, fine. Yeah, you'll it's have, so funny how little no
2: horsepower really matters in an EV. Go I mean, because like, how fast do you want to accelerate? Like you, you just never run into a situation like, wow, this EV is just so pokey. If it only had ten more um, horsepower, unless
4: you're a rich guy Pokemon. who wants to show off your Lucid or your right. Model I mean, S and, that, and there's
2: something. something but like even that, what is it? let's Lucid have their what's their fancy thing? And it's like you get a thousand horsepower or something ridiculous. Uh, but,
4: the sapphire is twelve hundred.
2: Yeah, like, but, but you're going to use that for roughly half a second before you have driven the en- entire length of the highway in your state, and now you can't use like, boom, it's gone. Yeah, like you can't really.
4: Plus, plus, you've forced all the blood out of your skull. Right, so, so
2: now you've passed out. So yeah, yeah. eyeballs um, <laughs> are all like
5: elongated.
4: On yeah, like you've goodness. yeah
2: warped time and space. Like it's not something you can it's i know the horsepower is never practical in in really powerful cars but still it's it's just so ridiculous even in everyday cars it starts to matter less unless you're that rich guy looking to have look yeah. guys look what yeah. i like, bought can I,
5: can I get to where i need to go can i hit highway speeds when right? i go up the freeway yeah that's fine all right there you go the so, end
4: <laughs> yeah the end so this is this has got more than enough performance that anybody's going to need for their their normal daily driving um, oh, the cargo area that I mentioned 27.7 cubic feet, which Ooh, is about double more. what you had in that EQE.
1: Mm-hmm. That was like that. EQE.
4: Uh there is no frunk in the in the B Z, but uh, but you do get lots of rear cargo space, so that's good. Um and the ride quality was actually really good. I was really impressed with the ride quality, you know, especially on the roads we have around here, which you know are a mix of you know really smooth roads that have just been paved that are right in the middle of in the process of being paved during you know construction season and then really terrible roads that you know were paved uh a year ago and have completely fallen apart <laughs> uh, so uh it was no it was very comfortable to ride in uh it was very quiet um you know i i have very mixed feelings about this thing there, there's some things that are they just that are if they good. just tried a
5: little harder yeah if they just tried because it's Toyota, Toyota makes great cars. And I just feel like they were just like, ugh, I think was like the night before it was like the night before, like they're in school. and It's the night before projects do. And they're like, Oh, we got to make electric car. Cause Oh, my teacher's going to yell at me. I hate that teacher. Oh, fine. <laughs> fine. <soumonying. Then laughs> this this is a straight go. A student who's just phoning it in. <laughs> yeah. It's still better than like you would than 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 it should be because it's still, you know, you're still the straight A student, but it could have been better. Yeah. It could yeah.
2: You could have done more, but you didn't have to. You just did what you had to do to get by because you graduate and you you're don't like, care.
5: Fine. You're and
2: almost at graduation. Yeah, we're the gonna thing make an is, FJ
5: cruiser, a tiny FJ cruiser later. You'll love that. But yeah. this is whatever.
4: If if this thing didn't cost fifty two thousand four hundred and thirty-nine dollars, I would not complain about it so much. Yeah, because for fifty two grand, you can buy a Kia EV six yeah. that is arguably much better looking, or an Ionic five mm-hmm. um, that has about a hundred miles more range. Um, better. You know, it it's more fun to drive, you know. And yeah, it's it's better in a lot of ways. This is not a bad car, it just could be so much more, yeah, which is unfortunate. And yeah, you know, because I see I was, them
5: around my neighborhood, people are buying them. Oh, okay. good for them. They could yeah. have got something better for less money <laughs> or the same money and better. Good for
2: them. Yeah. You made a mistake, but good for you. <laughs>
5: good for you. You know, if I see people buying bad cars. You know, the Chevy, people bought Chevy Malibus for decades. So
2: I saw one of those. <laughs> Do you know that was my first ever, ever media loan was a Malibu?
5: Oh, really? I got a, I got a Malibu once and I was so disappointed in it that I didn't even review it. I just talked about the teenage, like, like it had the report card thing in it and I was going to review it. And the entire time I had it, I'm like I do not like this car. <laughs> this is not a good car. And it's not, just, and it's not that there's. It's uh, inherently a bad car. It's just that there's so many, so many better cars in that segment. Literally every other car in that segment is better. That is
2: the problem. Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah. Like oh, and well, they don't make the, she- the Malibu anymore. So Chevy's like, yeah, you know what? Actually, it. they're still building them. For they least, are. I thought they for... were killing it. I thought well, it was yeah, done. It, not yet. It's,
4: it's, uh, it's still, I think at oh oh the end of the year. It goes really? Out of production.
5: Yeah. They should put those resources to build in more bolts because <laughs> they <probably laughs> sold more bolts than. Well, the Malibu's probably a, a separate bit, it, factory, though. Yeah. And the Malibu's, you know, whenever you go rent a car, you're probably going to get a Malibu. You're like, oh, man. No, Malibu Damn. or Equinox. Or an Equinox. Or an Equinox.
4: Or an That's
2: another big rental. Yeah.
5: yeah. Yeah. So,
4: no, the Malibu's still out there. Uh, and if you've been watching Justified City Primeval, you'll see a Malibu prominently in there as well. Is the
2: new Justified out? I don't think I realized. It is. That. Yeah,
4: it started <gasps> about three weeks ago.
2: I didn't know this. Oh, this is the best yeah. news. Okay, sorry. Continue with cars. Yay, you should
4: watch. <laughs> so um, yeah, you know, with because I was driving it with the AC on uh most of the time because it was quite warm um i averaged 3.1 miles per kilowatt hour uh when i turned it off it, it you know jumped up to 3.3 which is it's quite acceptable uh, you know it's 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 as good as uh, most other things in the segment but it's um yeah it's just there's just too many things oh and there's no um there's no rear wiper blade um, near, near um window wiper mm-hmm. so you know winter time yeah. um you know but to be fair they're not the only ones, you know. Hyundai and Kia aren't putting. I heard it on that there. Hyundai it was, was putting it
5: on there in the next gener in the next in a refresh or oh, maybe maybe. Yeah, maybe maybe it was a dream. <laughs> Could
4: be. I don't know. It was
2: just a dream. <laughs>
4: I it mean, I
5: I understand why
4: manufacturers aren't doing it because it does create a fair bit of drag right there at that back edge where the air's got to come off the back edge of the the bodywork, um, you know. And you know they're trying to minimize the drag, but you know if you've got to drive it in the wintertime. You know, uh, uh, the rear window defogger is just not enough. You've got to have the, got to have the wiper blade there too.
2: Yeah.
4: Um. So yeah. So that's the BZ4X um all-wheel drive limited. Um. If you're, you know, if you're gonna get a BZ4X, I would recommend that you just go with the front-wheel drive instead. Uh. So you get that extra range. Um. And you'll pay quite a bit less because it starts at forty-two. I think. Yeah, forty-two thousand. Yeah, that's more reason that's a reasonable price. Yeah. Yeah. More and, range.
5: And, and really when you need an
4: all-wheel drive. And people? even the front wheel drive limited is forty six seven. So, you know, that's not, you know, not as bad. Um, so I would go with one of the front wheel drive models instead of the rear drive. Uh, or the all wheel drive, I mean. Yeah. Uh so Toyota BZ4X. It's, it's, it's an E V. It's an EV. <laughs> Through me. It keeps
2: the keeps the wheels
4: on.
5: I'm telling you, they and, and the wheels do not I, fall off once. The wheels, if they could get that FJ crew, that baby FJ cruiser EV out the door quickly, yeah, they're just they're just, just going to be printing cash. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, because people love to, like you know, there's there's certain companies that people are like, oh, I'm just going to keep buying this automaker, but like Toyota's one of like Toyota and Subaru and I think Mazda are like three companies where right? people are just bonkers. They don't even care. Like if you told them that the next Tacoma like would catch on fire after 50 miles, they'd still buy it. They don't care.
2: <laughs> it's going to burst into flames. Don't care. Yeah. Thank you. Take my money.
4: All right. Um, so Nicole, um, uh, you went to New York the other day, didn't you?
2: I did go to New York the other day. I went to, uh, yesterday, what? as a matter of fact, I went to New York. Um, and it was, this, it was like, it was me and a bunch of businessmen all freaking out in the airplane. Because our plane was like two hours late taking off. They're like, I have important meetings. I'm like, well, I just have a car. I want to go see be revealed. It was the <laughs> uh, 2025 Escalade IQ, uh, which is Escalade
5: their
2: lot of Q, a lot <laughs> I still, I know. And Sam was very blunt. I'm like, why, why do they call it IQ? And everything else is like Celestique or Celestic or whatever. He's like, because Escalade has such a name. I'm like, yeah, but I still want to call it the Escaladic, And I can't help it. That's a lot. Escalade.
5: Escaladic. Escaladic, Escaladic. Yeah.
2: Escalatic, escalatic. So it looks incredible. They they showed it. It to does us. look great. And you saw it yeah, too, I, right? Did I you saw it here in Detroit? Detroit
4: last week. Yeah. Yeah.
2: This. Oh my gosh. And the. I don't even know what to say about the the bazonker's lighting situation in the front. It greets you with lights. It says goodbye to you with lights. It's like have a nice day with lights. Are you stressed? Do you need a massage. Like the front lights, they do all different patterns. They show that all off when to you, Sam.
4: Mm -hmm, they did yeah it's a i mean the the lyric does something similar as well it's a lot Um, of lights
5: it's a lot of lights it's a
2: lot of lights i'm like i don't
5: thought what audi was doing like 10 years ago and you know what yeah
2: Yeah, so it's a lot of lights um and it looks great they wouldn't let us sit like touch it inside like they'd open the doors and like don't lean in don't touch it don't breathe on it you might accidentally have spittle come out of your mouth and touch the interior as as they said it has a lot of places it needs to go and they need to show people and they and so they it, only have one. Just, we yeah. just need to preserve it, which really came off is we don't need you ruffians sitting down inside. Don't you know, want your thing? filthy,
5: <laughs> sticky hands. Touching was was, it was the one they showed you
4: silver or white? It looked like it looked white in some of the photos. Um,
2: I thought it was kind of white. It was a very light color okay, so my head, maybe, it,
4: maybe there's two then because we the one we had two. was very, very much silver.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel like this one was white. If it was no, this was very light. Um, and it it looked great. I mean, it looked and the, the screen. What did you think about the? wall-to-wall carpet slash the wall-to-wall screen that was in that yeah and I mean, the it's, extra it's, screen
4: it's it's low. 55 inches in total it's it's the same screen that's in the celestic mm-hmm. um and but because the um the Escalade is wider they added a couple of speakers at either end to fill in the gaps Um, uh, but yeah so you get 35 inches for the driver part uh, spin man and then another 20 <laughs> inches for the passenger yeah. and that one's got polarizing on there so that um yes. when the vehicle's in motion um the driver won't be able to see what's playing on that part of the screen so the passenger can watch watch a movie or something Whatever.
2: and then there's yeah. another screen like you think of that giant screen that runs across the dash and then below that in the center like center console i guess almost yeah. it's like sort of propped against it's like where you might it have storage. it looks like it's just
5: it looks like they just propped it up it it's doesn't kind look of like it's hard there it, like it looks you like took, through yeah. an ipad there like it's eh, exactly you know what, what it bolted like, in like... <laughs>
2: And there's even like sort of like empty space behind it. And I'm kind of like, what? The, okay. Like, I'm like, is there no, just a little empty, nothing space behind it. But that part, like when I, sh- uh, they had it sort of as a, they had the car, but you can't go inside of it. So we had like a little static, a little displays for different parts of the car. And one of them was a display of all this infotainment screen tech, and she was saying, no, you know, it, it, it's not just one thing because it was showing all the HVAC. It just flips back to that because that's the yeah, thing. Yeah,
4: but all, all the different controls are in there because there's right. almost and no just, physical controls.
2: Right, and it flips back to the HVAC screen like after a few minutes, a few, or I don't know what the timing is, a few seconds, whatever, because it assumes that's probably what you're going to want to ingest. It's too hot, it's too cold, you're going to want to mess around with that, but then you can do anything. And it was saying how it'll learn things. So like on your giant screen, if you pull into your driveway, it's going to know that you're in your driveway and be like, it Show little things so you can open your garage doors. Like assume you probably want to open your garage doors. Bing. Mm -hmm. Or like if you've forgotten the dome light in your car, it's gonna be like little dome light buttons gonna pop up, kinda like, hey, you might wanna do this. Bing, turn off your dome light. You know, so it's gonna sort of react to your environment to a certain degree. It looks Really try it anyway.
5: it's gonna try it's gonna try yeah we didn't really get to we didn't you know drive it it's so. not that hard i mean it's just you know, i mean the car knows where it's at right
2: so it should <laughs> we think we <laughs> hope. you say that as we have an oem who had the let the wheels fall off of its car robbie how well do we it's know harder. if this is i mean work? the
5: car knew what it was at it just didn't couldn't move after it just place. couldn't
2: move i like, oh, i have no i'm wheels. stuck
5: right here <laughs> So a new word tell <laughs> roadside assistance to come in
2: Right. It. You yeah, might want to call roadside come. assistance. Roadside assistance pops up. <laughs> <Their> <laughs> I wheels have no Triple A. Okay. Um, but so I, I thought it was neat. The thing though, it, it starts at a hundred and thirty thousand dollars.
4: That's thirty thousand dollars less than the Escalade V. I
2: know, right? But still, I think
4: yeah,
5: but why would you buy the Escalade V? Yeah.
4: Don't I'm even it's got a big, Hawkins supercharged V eight engine in it. It's
2: crazy. What? It was Apollo's. crazy fun. That's it's just so... for kicks and get you buy that. Just yeah, you like trains? Time. Here you go.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, 100... so and it has a four hundred and fifty mile range. If I remember, that's what right they're now. saying.
4: Yeah. So, so... L- let me ask you this. Yes. You know, before they pulled the silk off, when you're yes. sitting there looking at this behemoth on this, drinking stage, my latte. Yes, drinking your latte and looking at this thing. Uh Did anything about it as it was sitting there with the silk on it strike you? Because you know this is an electric escalade. Was there anything
5: about it that particularly struck you?
2: Oh, God. What was supposed to be straight now? I don't know.
5: Is it the floor was collapsing underneath it because of the weight? No, the the
2: turntable in our room, when it moved, when the guy was talking, you know, you normally can't really hear it. It was like, (laughs) like, then I'm like, at first, I was like, what is that? And then the guy's still talking. They say, move again. I was like, is that the turntable about to give up?
4: <laughs> so I was we were sitting there. Uh, we were in the GM live studio in, okay. uh, in Sterling Heights where they you know for the 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 GM live uh, stuff where if you you can go to any of the GM brand sites and go to the live link and you can get information about the vehicles they have and you know they'll have somebody in a studio here in Sterling Heights with the car and you know they will walk you around and answer your questions live um which is it's actually a pretty cool idea. That's kind of cool. And they have the EV live as well to answer your EV questions. True. But um so we were in this studio and we're it's it's on the stage there. And I'm sitting next to Aaron Bragman from cars.com and we're looking at this thing and with the, the black silk draped over it we're looking at why does that hood look so long? Is this like a cutaway with the front end of it like pulled away from the, the bulkhead so you can see inside? No, it's just a really, really long hood. It's you know, a lot it, of hood. It it looks it looks big enough, you know, that they could have put a big V12 engine in there. I mean, it, it does. is it is a very long hood. Um, you know, and when you look at when you look at it kind of in isolation without somebody standing next to it for scale, it doesn't and because it's got you know big, it's got twenty four inch wheels, you know thirty five inch tires, you know, and the way it's you know styled, you know, it's got proportions that are very similar to the lyric, just bigger in every dimension. <laughs> um, you know, so by itself, it doesn't actually look as enormous as it is until you go up and you stand next to it and you realize how big this thing is. It's got planes so, landing on it. So this is this is the standard. Wheelbase version. They are also going to do an Escalade IQL, which is going to be longer. You know, just How? The, 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 the internal combustion escalades they have in two lengths. You know, they've got the standard one and the, the ESV, which is a longer one. This IQ is just it's over a foot longer than the standard Escalade and just three inches shorter than the ESV. It is, it is a big one. It's also four inches wider. Than the the gas Escalade, and yet, yeah. despite all of this mass, which and we'll get to mass in a second, despite <laughs> all of this size,
2: the engineer's mind is blown there, by this entire there, concept. There, you there's can actually
4: seven cubic feet less passenger space inside from an <laughs> EV, by the way, from an EV. Which mm-hmm. you know, this is GM, the company that has been proclaiming, "Oh, we didn't, we didn't take." one of our gas vehicles and modify it and slap a battery and some motors into it. You know, we started from the <laughs> ground up and designed it as an EV and really optimized it
5: in everything except the packaging. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yeah. I mean, you look it's at something so like big the, and ineff- inefficient. Yeah, when you, especially when the Hummer has been out for like what, two years now, I feel like I drove the Hummer two years yeah, ago. And,
4: and I talked to the chief engineer and I asked, you know, so, Hummer's been out there for a couple of years. This is, you know, based on the same architecture. Were you able to do anything, learn learn anything over the last couple of years to help you reduce, you know, take some mass out of this thing?
2: Anything, anything at all. <laughs> nope,
4: not no, at all. We, did, we didn't learn anything. Yeah, they, they they wouldn't, Nobody nobody would say what the curb weight was, but John Roth, who's the VP of Global Cadillac, did say, yeah, it weighs about the same as a Hummer. So that means it's somewhere around ninety two hundred pounds. God, it's yeah. so
5: is large.
4: It is very large. Like, does and it have a frunk? It does have a frunk. Mm-hmm. But when you when they open the frunk and you look at it, you see how much vertical space there is, like from the bottom of the bumper to the base of the the, the floor of the frunk. I mean, it's uh-huh. enormous. The frunk is actually quite shallow. It's it's long. Because you've got that big long hood, it's a kiddie pool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Yes, and and it's it's relatively narrow because you know all of these uh, big Ultium EVs. You know, one of the things they did was um, you know it's a it's a unibody design, so there's no separate frame, but it does have the separate front substructure to hold the suspension. And one of the things they did was compared to the internal combustion versions, they moved those rails inboard a little more, so the front wheels can turn more than they can on the gas vehicle. So you get a tighter turning radius. Um, That's good. Yeah, for the giant. That, but, because the giant, but, you need. But to that also means that the, the front is narrower, so it's narrow yeah. and it's shallow. It's only twelve cubic feet, which is a, two cubic feet less than the Lightning. Hmm. So you know and and the, the the back seat the third row you know has considerably less space than it does in the standard version most of that 7 cubic feet that you've lost in passenger volume um is lost in the third row um so the so, first and
5: second row are fine but the third row i'm so confused by this whole <laughs> how this came about <laughs>
2: Because you needed to have a flagship, SUV, flagship yeah, but, vehicle, and Escalade is just the flagship like, vehicle yeah, of fine. the lineup.
5: That's fine, but how do you make the a larger vehicle with that's an EV with less interior space? <laughs> like, how do you? It's very it careful all, engineering, Robbie, Because all all sort of EV. You know, gas to EV logic. We're like, oh, because you want, we don't have to like run it. You know, we don't have to, you know, we don't have bell housing. We don't have to worry about that anymore. You know, the drivetrain, we don't have these, all these other things that go underneath the car. So you have a nice flat space and you have a little bit of extra room. And, you know, usually you're going to lose headroom because of aerodynamics. I always under, You know, understand, but this pretty straight all the way to the back. Well, understand. one, one of the things they, one thing they did that
4: was kind of opposite of what they did with the Silverado on the Silverado EV, they moved the bulkhead the front bulkhead forward closer to the front axle so the whole cab is moved forward about four inches relative to where it is there's a lot of space between the cab
5: and the wheels here
4: yeah it's like on the on the silverado it's four inches closer to the front than it is on the gas version on this one they did it they went the opposite direction they actually moved the cab rearward (sighs) because if you look at it if you look at the gas escalade and the and the iq in their profile you can see that the space between the front edge of the door and the wheel arch is about twice as long in the IQ and the electric one as it is in the gas version.
5: I have so many questions. <laughs> I want to be in the. I want to know cool. I wanna see the sleek. minutes for all the meetings where all these decisions were the made. The minutes. <laughs> Who, did <this? laughs> Who did this? Who did this? Who. And all right. Well, I mean, we got the EV9 and
1: coming then, out. And so. then when you open
5: when you
4: open the doors, you know, because it's got that dual layer battery pack, you know, yeah, that massive dual layer battery pack. Yeah, you know, it like the, the Mercedes EQE, it has the the fixed step, the fixed running boards built into the sides, mm-hmm. so you can step up into it. But I mean, you know, this thing only has I think seven inches of ground clearance. Um and then there is a massive step up from that running board to get up to the floor oh, of the vehicle. So
5: you it's, can't it's, hide it like you do in the Hummer. Because right. the it's a big, it's tall. It's a big, tall Hummer. You're like, okay, it makes sense. I got to step yeah. up to get into this. Whereas this is a, you uh, still have uh, to step up, even though, you it's have to step up, so high. <laughs> but it's a luxury vehicle.
1: Right. Mm. Yeah. Mm.
5: So. Um, but you
4: can get so 450
5: come, miles. I guess yeah.
4: this coming next summer. Um, and uh yeah you know, about about twelve months from now, it should be out, maybe hopefully. Um, so they and, then, say. and then at some point after that, there will be the IQL, the escalade IQL, which will be even more,
5: even more. This is just crazy. They could just make so many tiny cars and make a lot of money. yeah like the, like the bolt, but they're just like we're we're going all in. We're going mega <laughs> they big.
4: Could, they could make going four bolt in. batteries for every Hummer and Silverado and escalade battery.
2: Yeah, yeah.
5: Yeah. Hmm. All right. And then um, everything that's in those cars is cheaper because you're not dealing with all the high-end stuff. Yeah. Not a lot of piano black in the uh, the Volt. No piano black. Well, there, wasn't, there was no
4: piano black in, in,
5: in the uh, Escalade. That is... I, yeah, oh. I was to say, I, well, I don't remember seeing piano black in the I literally don't care about anything else now. That's all. I'm like, good job. <laughs> you're fine. You're like, <laughs> okay. whatever. Nothing all matters the, now. All the confusion that I had is now gone because it didn't put piano black in. I don't care about anything else. <laughs>
4: there you go all right Uh, um let's see um bmw uh, is uh making a new m5 touring which we almost certainly will not get here in north america (laughs) because we don't buy station wagons we don't we hate
5: vans or we hate wagons
4: yeah um unless they're really ridiculously long and tall and everything then then we're fine with them
5: yeah (laughs) that's really just a really big station wagon but, <laughs> uh, Next time I see GM, I'm like, you know what? The Escalade IQ—that's the nicest station wagon I've seen in a long time. Best
2: <laughs> station wagon ever. You're gonna be
5: so angry with me.
2: They will. They'll be cranky. Um,
4: but the uh, the new M5 Touring's been running around the Nurburgring testing, and apparently it has um, the the 4.4 liter twin turbo V8 and a big electric motor on the rear axle for and a plug-in and it's a plug-in hybrid. What um, is? It's a Twelve kilowatt hour battery somewhere under there. Um and uh so this this could be a lot of fun. 790 horsepower.
2: That could be wow. fun. Yeah.
4: It's bonkers. It's yeah.
2: bonkersy. I like this it's, idea. Uh, yes, please. Nice. I
4: could I could go for one of these.
2: But we're not going to get it. So no, we're no. not
5: going to get it.
4: So. No, thank you,
2: I guess. We, can't, we can't have, have nice things. your stupid car. I don't want it. Meh. If
5: we can't we have nice Europe. things.
2: We can't have nice things.
5: We just need to go to Europe and just start like well, see, the, the press people don't want us to drive the European cars. I know, if if it can be helped, like they'll give us Euro spec versions of a car that's coming here, but if it's if it's a European only car, they 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 frown on us on giving us those vehicles because so they uh, don't want us to know we're missing. Yeah, because you're but writing they, about something that otherwise not even, we'll be like, disappointed. Gonna, yeah, yeah. So this is such a wonderful car. Why can't we have it? Because they don't we want said us to so. We're just sitting on the plane on the way home, crying. My yeah, I don't want that. They don't <laughs> They're looking up for our best interests.
2: They <laughs> don't want to make us sad. They want to make us happy.
4: There, I go. Okay. Well, speaking of happy, um, mm-hmm. ChargePoint wants to make us happier. Um, do you know, they we've, now? We've all we've all been complaining so bitterly about uh, about charging reliability, yes, um, and and speeds and everything. And uh, do you guys know about ChargePoint's business model? It's a little different from EVgo and Electrify America and most of the other companies. So ChargePoint doesn't actually own the chargers that are out there that have their branding on them. What they do is they sell chargers to site hosts, you know, to stores and parking garages and wherever else they put these things. And then um, they they provide the back end services, uh, you know, to manage the charging and do the billing and everything. It's like a franchise model, kind
5: of yeah. It's kind of like you're, you're like
4: McDonald's. Yeah, yeah it's like, kind of like the franchise mix. charging. That's that's mm-hmm. a that's a good analogy.
2: Yeah.
4: Um. And so they don't they don't really have control over the chargers. You know, so if if a site host you know puts in a charge point charger and then doesn't do any maintenance on it, you know, doesn't keep it running, you know, charge point, there's not much they can do. Um. But now they're going to try and do something. And so they're they've announced that they're going to make a big investment and. In, Building a new network operations center and doing putting uh, new software in these things to um, try to monitor. There's two hundred and forty-five thousand charge point chargers out there. Vast majority of those are level two chargers, like usually three point three or six point six kilowatt chargers. So they're kind of like what you would have at home. Not yeah. DC fast chargers. They have some there's a lot, of, chargers, a lot of a lot of business I
5: mean, parks where you go to plug yeah. it in. You go to yep. plug mm-hmm. in there, and then a, a, a security guard comes up. You can't be here, but there's a charge point. Yeah, yeah. it's now it's private property. Okay. Yeah, I mean near near me
4: here, you know, at Washington Community College, there's in the parking garage there. There's six charge point chargers in there, and they're they're all over the place. Um, and so there's there's almost two hundred fifty thousand of these. Um, so they're they're going to be doing a lot more monitoring of these. And um, and one of the things they're going to be doing is um, starting a a decommissioning service to incentivize landlords who are no longer interested in hosting the chargers to give them up for charge point to repurpose.
2: It makes it sound like it's like a battleship. We are decommissioning you. You've done well to defend our country. Move on. Take it out to the
5: ocean, blow it up and make a make (laughs) an artificial reef. Yeah.
4: Or they'll just take it, you know, take it back and install it somewhere else. Um, so the the goal is to, to, you know, when you go into the ChargePoint app, and the ChargePoint app is actually pretty decent uh, at showing you where chargers are and, and showing them if they're available, you know, if, if somebody's using them right now. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily tell you if they're not working. And so that's what ChargePoint wants to do is improve that. So they want to make them more reliable to begin with and then also have better information in the app to let drivers know you know which ones are actually functioning uh rather than just don't have anything plugged into them um and so hopefully we'll we'll see that happening over the coming months um you know and see improved reliability um now if we can just get electrify america to do their job dun, dun, dun. you know it's, it's funny better.
2: i found that i don't but at least here these guys are better ChargePoint point is actually better is a better experience even though i guess they're not really Owned by ChargePoint than the Electrify America, which is they are owned by Electrify America, mm-hmm. right? They own all theirs. Yeah, it's the one where they have control that they're not as well. They haven't done as well for me than the ones where they don't have control.
4: Yeah, the the only issue is, like I said, most of the ChargePoint chargers are level two chargers. So they're slower chargers. Um, they they do have there is there there are a couple of ChargePoint DC fast chargers near me near me here that they're like one hundred and twenty five kilowatts, um, but uh, uh, you know, they're, those are relatively more rare than the, the slower ones. Um, mm. All right. <clears throat> Speaking of charging, um, GM also made another announcement before they talked about the Escalade this week um, about their plans for bi-directional charging. By 2026, all of GM's new Altium EVs will have bi-directional charging capability.
6: Mm. So
5: Yay. Yay!
4: And they recently they announced that they were... Um, you know, launching the Ultium home products, product line, which is basically like what Ford offers with the, uh, uh, their intelligent power backup system. Uh, so you have, you can get a, a 19 kilowatt bi-directional charger, um, and then a, a, a transfer switch box and an inverter, uh, and you can integrate it with their, um, with, uh, with solar and, and other stuff. If you have that, um, and I talked on Monday with uh, Haas Hassani, who's the VP of uh, GM Energy. Uh, and one of the things we talked about was, you know, Ford, you know, a lot of Ford customers, F-150 Lightning owners have had difficulties with actually getting their thing installed and getting it working right. And it's been very expensive. Um, and, you know, we, I asked him about that, you know, what GM was going to be doing about that. And one of the things, you know, he talked about, you know, GM's had a relationship with Q-Merit for a couple of years now. You know, to do charging home charging installations for Bolt customers, mm-hmm. and uh, and for more recently for their other EV uh, customers, um, and for the uh, the Ultium uh, L- home stuff, they're going to be working with a different company called SunPower uh, that does uh, solar stuff to do those installations and do the integration. But one of the things they've learned from the the partnership with Q Merit is how important it is to, you know, really communi- have a direct line from them, from GM to their customers and communicate and, and be transparent about, you know, what needs to be done. What are the costs going to be? You know, let them know all this stuff up front before they do anything. So there's no surprises, you know, and they, they don't want to get into the kind of situation that Ford has had with Sunrun where you know people have been surprised by how much it costs and everything and so um you know they're going to be working closely with SunPower and with their customers and also they're going to have something set up you know t- we talked about earlier about the GM Live stuff you know they have the EV Live studio as one of the studios where they'll answer all kinds of EV questions and so for customers buying these new GM EVs that have bi-directional capability they will have um you know, they'll, they'll be able to answer those questions. They'll be set up, you know, in the studio with all the equipment and they can talk a customer through, you know, what needs to be done, you know, how's the thing, how's the system work and all that. And, you know, answer their questions, you know, based on what they have in their home, you know, and give them a, you know, maybe give them an estimate of what the cost is going to be. It's not going to be perfect. You know, they'll have to wait until an electrician comes out to really give them a proper estimate, but they can, you know, give them, give them some direction, on you know whether it's going to be worth it for them to do this kind of installation, um, and you know you're talking a minimum of several thousand dollars to install this stuff, and depending on how old your house is and what kind of how it's wired up and where your electrical panel is, it could be many many thousands of dollars. Yeah. So, um, so that's that the starting with the the Blazers and the Silverados that are shipping now. Um, they all they all have the bi-directional hardware built in on the vehicles and all of their EVs will have that going forward. That's um, the, the Altium home stuff won't be available till the end of the year when the, the Silver auto RSD start starts to ship. And at that point, um, when they start shipping the Ultium home stuff, then they will ship an OTA software update to the vehicles that have been delivered up to that point to enable it so if a customer wants to do that they can get that ota update to enable the bi-directional capability
5: have they told they this just haven't talked about how much those no but but out. haas did
4: say it would be um competitive so the the ford sun sunrun integration kit's about four thousand dollars mm. and so it'll probably be in that same price range so probably about four grand for the hardware plus However many thousands. Like
5: it is. Blah, blah, blah. But then you don't have to play for electric, like expensive electricity. Right. That's true. And, you know. Well, it depends know. on where you live because of the, you know, the mon- the utility monopolies. Some places you can't charge at night and then deploy during the day. I don't know, man. Charge during the day. Yeah. So you charge at night because it's less expensive. So you charge off peak. Oh, so, yeah. And then, and then deploy during the day, during on peak with your, You you actually would be able to do that. Okay. Well, I think there's isn't there some places you can manage
4: it through the through the app.
5: Yeah, that's so. So the owner
4: can control when it switches over through the app. You know, and of course, it'll also be able to switch automatically if you have a power outage. Yeah,
5: that's the dream. Yeah. Um.
4: All right. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Did either of you you get to go to actually see it? No. Or I did
2: not. Did you get to go see it, Sam?
4: No, I didn't. I was not yes. one of the lucky few that was invited to that.
2: So
4: you didn't get to see it. Uh, well, we got lots of I pictures. I to some other thing. I don't know. <laughs> so this is a little bit different from the current Santa Fe. Everyone's building a Defender.
5: That's what's going on, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Everything's a little box. Like, they're like Defender. That looks like a design. Everyone, everyone looked at go. Land
5: Rover and was like, you know what? We could do that. Yeah. They do all kind of look
2: like a Defender.
5: Everyone loves the Defender. Why don't we just start doing that? It's a little
4: bit bigger. than It's It's actually only about an inch and a half longer than the current one. Um, and similarly longer wheelbase. So it's actually on the same wheelbase as the Sorento, the current Sorento, uh, which is like 110 and a half inches or something like that. Um, so it's slightly bigger than the, the current Santa Fe. But they, they put the third row seat back in there, which is really uh, kind of a waste of time because it's not really very useful. <laughs> but what, what do you what so, do you think what do you think of this new design direction?
5: I like it. I mean, I like the Defender, so I'm gonna. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, do you like the H thing. headlights. I do like the little H headlights. They I look... think
2: the H headlights are fun. I like distinctive headlights, though. I think when yeah. any automaker has headlights, like, they... I like
5: the Rivian headlights with the little the little yes. like ovals. Yes, whatever those are technically called. I think
2: Ellipses. they're all paying attention Ellipses. to lighting in a way they haven't in a long time. And I think yeah. lighting adds a lot. Like at night, you don't see anything in the car except the lights. It's It makes or breaks the car in the evening. And I think the H headlights look kind it's of cool. It's
5: way easier. If everyone has crazy headlights, way easier to figure out which headlight behind you is a cop. So there's yeah, that. That's true. That
2: wasn't my ulterior motive at all, Robbie.
5: But that's mine. Okay. So you got that going for you. <laughs> Um because everyone one maintain. Of,
4: one cool feature, I was watching the uh the video that the TFL guys did on this that Nathan from TFL did um on the, the preview. They um in the C pillar, so the pillar behind the rear door on the driver's side, they have there's a little panel there that you can push and push it in, and there's a grab handle there. So if you're loading stuff, loading stuff up on the roof, you can Open the door, step oh. up on that, grab the handle, and then reach up onto
5: the roof to get stuff on the roof. That's pretty you have cool to hold on to. Yeah, because I usually grab the roof rail, but I'm tall. Right, so right. For most people can't size, do that for regular size people.
2: For normal you people, grab the
5: handle and just
4: chuck average it on.
2: sized humans. Just chuck
4: it onto yeah. the roof. The the interior. Of this thing looks really nice. Um, yeah, you know, I guess it. You know, it's it sounds like it's based on the same basic platform as what they have now. It's just been stretched slightly. Uh, and for now, at least, there's there's not going to be a plug-in hybrid for North America because we right now the current Santa Fe you can get it as a gas uh, hybrid or plug-in hybrid. Uh, for now, the plug-in hybrid is only for Europe. Uh, but I I would guess that probably in a year or two they'll bring that back here uh, as well. But we get just the the 2.5 liter turbo, uh, or the 1.6 liter turbo hybrid,
5: um, which is fine. You know what it does have? Little knobs for for heat and uh, volume. So you don't have
2: to futz around with a goofy. Yeah. just as touch it Touch controls be. Just as as, yeah, as it's God just, intended. That's the saying. Yeah, as God little intended. Knobs. Little yeah. Things but, for you to actually grab onto things so that you can think, change things without having to touch them. I don't like the I'm, touch swipes.
5: Hyundai said that they're like, yeah, we're just going to go back to that. Everyone, No one likes the other thing.
2: <laughs> Even the like, touch out of the touch audio in, in the Mercedes drives me nuts. I did it again where there's little touch, swipey touch thing on the steering wheel. And oh, I turned the, the wheel. teeny
5: tiny little. The te-
2: and I hit it with the edge of my thumb. And suddenly, ah, i turn that down, but also trying to turn. ah.
5: <laughs> suddenly, you're listening to anthrax.
2: Mm-hmm, you're yeah, like, oh, exactly. I don't like this. What has
4: happened? Yeah. So uh, next up, there there was a tesla involved in a crash with stationary emergency vehicles again recently shocker um still happening um let's see this one uh actually this one took place in february 2021 uh with a 2019 model x and the um uh, wall street journal um got the the footage that um both the the footage the body cam footage from the uh the police vehicles and also um the camera footage from the tesla amazingly enough they, they managed to get that and there's a pretty good video that's embedded here in this Jalopnik story um where they walk through the whole thing but the the driver of the tesla was leaving from somewhere he was impaired um got on the highway engaged autopilot and was going along for about 45 minutes um and in about a 34-minute period of this drive, he had been warned 150 times by the autopilot system to put his hands back on the wheel. Wow.
5: Um, That's yeah, a so, lot. I, I yeah. feel like at, 100, like, I don't know, 145, maybe you just don't give him that option anymore.
4: <laughs> yeah, you just say, okay, clearly this <laughs> guy is what? not listening. He's not paying attention. Let's just slow this thing down, bring it to a stop, turn on the hazard lights. Yeah, because it's does that and this was this was
2: two years ago. Have they changed that at all since the number of warnings? Do we know
4: we don't know? I mean, they've they've changed stuff, but they don't yeah. they don't talk about what they changed, yeah. so so we don't really and, know. And actually, you know, there was um NHTSA forced Tesla to recall the full self driving beta software earlier this year to fix some things that were violating rules of the road, and Tesla. Pushed out an update, but didn't really say what they changed in there. And so NHTSA has actually been pushing them to provide full documentation of everything that they changed. Uh, They still haven't got that. They're still waiting for that from Tesla, Mm. shockingly. Um, But after 45 minutes on the road, um, this Tesla ran into um, stationary police vehicles, injured five police officers at this traffic stop, Um, and also the driver of the other car that was being stopped by the police and you can if you watch the video you can see you know as the tesla is going down the road you know, the flashing lights are pretty clearly there you know right directly in front of it and it never even slowed down it didn't even slow
5: down that's why you just use cameras because it's but you're blinding it yeah Like the lights, it doesn't know what's going on. The camera is like, if you, you know, if you're a human and you look at bright lights, guess what you can't see anything you you can't make out anything. And
4: especially, especially with the, the emergency vehicles, with the flashing lights on there, you can see in the video that the image gets a lot foggier as it gets closer to those, the, the, the flashing lights, you know, it becomes less clear and you can't see the edges of the vehicle in front of you. So You know it doesn't it doesn't know that there's something there um and that's this is why you have to use other types of sensors like radar lidar to give you that definitive you know measurement that yes there is a solid object here Mm -hmm. in this position at this distance away and i'm closing on it at this speed um you know you can't rely on cameras alone for this kind of stuff so you know if you have a tesla warning you again Make sure you keep your hands on the wheel. This is not a self driving vehicle, no matter what the branding says.
5: Oh, uh, I was driving on the road and there's a guy in a Model S behind next to me. He was driving with with this just looking just using his phone the whole time and not using the wheel. And I was just like uh, cringe. Like, oh my God. And the whole time, like I'm like, is this guy drunk? What's going on? <laughs> and then I look, and I'm like, oh no, he's just not driving. Yeah. Just not <laughs> driving. Just, just, not just putting everyone's driving. lives in danger.
4: Oh um, all right. Uh, one last item. Um, yesterday, um, we're recording this early. This this will be out this weekend, but yesterday Cox automotive put out their monthly report on average transaction prices. Um, and uh, you know, every, anybody that's tried to buy a car in the last couple of years is well aware of the fact that transaction prices spiked over the last two years because mm-hmm. of lack of availability um, and automakers focusing on building their higher margin um, you know, more expensive vehicles instead of their their affordable vehicles. And for the first time, um, the uh, average transaction prices actually went down in July oh. compared to July of last year. Wow. Yeah. Uh, decreased by $337 uh, to uh. $48,334.
5: <laughs> <laughs> i can't i can't fathom paying I, that much money for a car
4: not, not like I, how much like, is, like based much on how much, much
5: money made. my wife and i make and how much our bills <laughs> and everything like i can't like even wrap my head around the fact that i would pay forty eight thousand six hundred seventy one dollars that's, that's the average the, the average. average that's and not like you know so people that... are getting these crazy long you know like 15 year <laughs> loans now <laughs> gosh
4: oh um But there has been more progress with EVs, though. Um, EV transaction prices, which like last August, I think, August or September of last year, uh, average transaction prices for EVs were about $66,000. And now it's down to a little over $53,000, which is, yeah, it's $53,469. Um, down slightly so from fancy and,
5: EVs instead of regular people EVs. Yeah. <laughs>
4: um yeah, they peaked <laughs> down 20% from the $66,000 uh last summer. And um that what uh, I was talking with uh, Mike Austin, one of my colleagues, um and we were trying to figure out what um, you know, how much of that was due to Tesla dropping their prices, you know, mm-hmm. and what was the, what was the change in transaction prices between Tesla and all the other brands and Cox, uh, did provide us a table, uh, or there, the tables in, in here, uh, it'll be linked in the show notes of the average transaction prices for all the brands, but they don't break out EV versus non-EV for all the brands. Tesla is the only uh. one that's, that's EV only. Mm-hmm. Um, so did a little bit of algebra, um, and oh God, uh, no, uh,
5: yeah, I hate the algebra. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. That's why so we have simple. Sam. Sam. That's So we it have it.
2: Sam. Oh gosh, <laughs> I got a little twitchy. But Sam did the algebra. Like, no algebra for me. Go, if go ahead.
5: If a Sam. car is traveling with a battery pack,
4: where's Sam?
2: <laughs> What's the answer? Where's Sam? <laughs> Sam. Uh,
4: so uh, let me let's see, let me find it here. The uh, the I the, I did the did some math, and uh, turns out that. Um, the average transaction prices on Tesla's were down uh, like 18% um, year over year. Yeah, here we go Uh, down 18% for Tesla's Um, but they were actually up about 4.8% for everybody else for EVs. Mm. And this is despite Ford having cut the prices on the Mach-E and the Lightning in the last couple of months. Uh, But, you know, I looked through the sales figures, you know, for EVs over the last year and, you know, Mm -hmm. EV sales have gone up pretty significantly over the last 12 months. Mm -hmm. And, uh, what I've, um, what I came, uh, what I realized was from looking through the the numbers, there's been on the non-Tesla vehicles, there's Mm -hmm. been a lot of new high-end vehicles that have been that have had significantly higher sales this year than a year ago. So Rivian, for example, a lot more Rivians, you know, and those are 80 to a hundred thousand dollars, a lot more Mercedes EVs, a bunch of Lucids and, you know, assorted other uh, vehicles, you know, that are in the higher end of the range. So even though Tesla dropped their prices significantly and that helped bring down the overall average, every the average of everybody else's at least right now is up over last year. But I think if we look at this again in six months or so, we'll probably start to see that number come down as well, because they're going to be because all the bolts, all the bolts, plus all the, uh, you know, hopefully Equinoxes and a bunch of other stuff that's going to become to market. of EVs and stuff like that.
1: Cute. I
2: hope prices keep coming down. Although I don't, I don't, I, there's still so, so many supply issues. You wonder, like, I don't know. I just wonder if people are going to jump in on the EV.
1: I feel like
5: at some point the supply issues are like, oh, we have to keep the prices up. Like the like the stuff in the store, like where everyone, we all found out that like all the price hikes at the yeah. grocery store, like 95% of them were just like, yeah, we can just charge more. Is yeah. there a supply issue? Nah, we just figured out we could charge more. We just
4: can charge you this much. Yeah, you, you look at the profits for those companies. It's like, oh, yeah, they're suddenly
2: making Except for a whole the Arizona of
5: IT guy, he's like, nah, man, we're still selling our stuff for 99 cents. <laughs> you want arizona iced tea i got you
4: 99
2: cents cents. here you go (laughs)
4: uh all right um so that's it for this week we did have uh we we got a um an audio comment from friend of the show adam Jackowenko, and i will play that now adam shares uh some experience that he had with his dad and his dad's new lyric
6: hey well brings crew? this is adam in san diego and I wanted to share an anecdotal story that I thought was an uh, interesting indication of where we're at in some regards in regards to uh, electric vehicle charging and education. Uh, my parents own a Cadillac Lyric. Yes, they are one of the few that actually got one, and uh, they are enjoying it for the most part. They are quite confused by the infotainment system. Uh have some other random quirks. Um, one of them is that the wheels the arrow covers on the wheels are actually kind of cheap plastic uh, even though it is a Cadillac and uh, they have started to expand in the summer heat and now they uh, make a cracking sound as they rotate so all four tires make a crackling sound as they turn uh, which is kind of driving them nuts. Understandably so. Uh, So they have to go see how they can get that resolved at the dealer. Uh, But anyway, I wanted to share that my dad wanted to charge for the first time at an EVgo station because they have EVgo free charging from Cadillac. And he has never DC fast charged a car before. Uh, So I told him to use the EVgo app or the PlugShare app and find the closest one and uh, you can go and charge. And so he calls me uh, about uh, 10 minutes later and says... Uh, where is the EVgo station? Uh, I navigated to the plaza it's supposed to be in, but I can't find it anywhere. And I said, I have no idea where it is. <laughs> Somewhere in the plaza, I think that also is a, a challenge with infrastructure charging in America, as it's not always at a really obvious location. It's not like a gas station, and so sometimes they're actually hard to find. I've had the same experience myself. And uh, he said, Okay, I'm gonna call EVgo. And I said, They're not gonna know. But he's like, I, I'm gonna call them anyway. So he calls Evie Go, and he gets, of course, a lady at a call center who has no idea where the actual location in the plaza of the chargers are. Uh, so he said he drove around for another five minutes, found a security guard who actually knew where they were, and they were sort of behind one of the big buildings and someplace he would never think to go. Uh, so he you know, managed to find it. So I thought that was kind of a funny uh, story, number one. And then he said he got there, and the first cable that he went to go uh, to pull out was uh, broken. And so he picked the cable right next to it, and he said, that cable, I pulled it out, and it wouldn't fit into my car. It's like a different shape. So he called me again, and he's like, I can't fit this thing in. So I had him send me a picture, and he's trying to plug the CHAdeMO cable into his car. Uh, He has no idea that there's a difference between CCS and CHAdeMO, so I had to explain that to him. And I said, you gotta look for one that's the same shape as the the insert on your car. I explained the difference uh, between the two. um, And then he finally uh, said, oh, there's only one more, but there's a truck that's using it. And so he had to wait for that truck to finish. Uh, And so finally he started to charge uh, once he got his turn and he called me back and he said, it's really hot outside. Can I leave the car or will someone steal my juice? And I said, what? (laughs) He said, well, He thought it was like a gas station where if he walked away, someone could unplug him and plug into their car and, quote unquote, steal his charging session, his electrons, so to speak. I said, no, 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 you're fine. That's not how it works. Um, He said, Okay, so I can lock the car can I walk away and I said yes and so he did that he went and got a sandwich at a place and he came back and he called me said can I start the car while it's charging and I said yes he said can I run the air conditioning because it's hot I said yes (laughs) so then he's like okay I'm charging five minutes later he calls me back and he says it's charging really slowly and I said well what's the charging rate so he tells me the charging rate it's like forty something, 47 kilowatts and he said uh I said, well, what's your battery percentage? Like, what did you start at when you got there? And he said, oh, I don't know, like 70%. And I said, why are you going to a fast charging station if you're at 70%? And he's like, well, I don't want to get too low. He's like the old school, like, never let your gas tank go before it below half. So he said, I don't want to go too low. So I said, okay. So then I had to explain the concept of, like, higher state of charge is slower charging you want to arrive with a lower battery state of charge so i said you know next time just go when you get down to like 20 percent or 10 percent. he was like oh i don't want to cut it that close and i was like you can charge at home and he was like oh yeah we keep forgetting we can do that and i so so then we had to go through the whole charging conversation and so uh, the charge curve the charge location uh the different cables the plugs the you know not knowing he could walk away it was just a comedy of errors i had to share with somebody and i figured you guys would appreciate it so uh, i know that this is a sample size of one um, for this particular situation but uh, you know he's just a normal fairly tech savvy person but he's in his 70s he bought a cadillac and it's his first ev and uh, this is sort of the life that he's living right now and i am uh, on 24 7 uh, ev support hotline so i thought i would share anyway love the show
2: Oh my God! Bless your heart, you and your dad that you're doing that. That is <laughs> trying to be quiet through that and listen. Oh my goodness, it's such a perfect example of like the challenges we don't appreciate. That the what if you don't have a son, daughter, friend who's familiar with EVs? Like ah,
5: do the GM EV Live. There, there have been multiple times where I've been at a charging station, and a, people will pull up, and it's their very first time charging. And I will show them how are it works. Are they
4: confused
2: by it? Like, do you, are you really like, like, this is how it they're, goes? They're,
5: they're, they're, they're a little they're, – they're, they're like, well, they're kind of looking around. They're like, um – do you know how this works and I'm like yeah and so I explain it to him and I show him you plug it in and when you lock the car it locks the charger so you can't pull it out while it's locked you have to unlock it and yes you can sit in the car you can go somewhere do whatever but you have to make sure it starts charging before you leave and and they're like oh okay And they're like yeah I got two years of free or whatever because they just bought the car this is their first time that they're going on a road trip and I just happen to be there. <laughs> But it's just like, like the dealers are clearly not – like there should just be like a little class. Like you buy this, all right, come in this little room. We're going to show you how this works with a little dummy car and a little dummy charging station. And you and plug it, it in. And it should show you
2: things like the Chattamo so that you know that, so that you know this what you're looking at. This the one that fixed
5: with your car. Chatamo is only for like the Nissan Leaf and an Outlander that you will never see. Don't worry about it. You will never see. Yeah.
2: Uh, see. yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: See,
2: that is the – like, it was, it was funny listening to that story, not because it's like, oh, ha-ha, he doesn't know how to use it, but you're like, gosh, this, we do perceive these. typical. Right? Everyone.
1: Like, no, no it's one it's knows not your it.
2: dad. Nobody knows how to use Like, everybody, it's something like, I don't know. I mean, once upon a time, you're like, I'm going to plug this thing in. But we've been doing this for a lot longer than everybody else, yes. and it's become second nature for the rest, for most of the world. Most people. They have no idea how all this works. No. And it, it really requires... It requires some, you know. You wonder if there should, like, you're talking about the, the, you know, call the person, the Catholic person, whatever, and have it. It almost feels like there should be just like a quick and dirty hotline that you can just call real quick and be like, I'm trying to plug in my vehicle for the first time. I need to help, and a handy person is going to be like, Let me route you to this person. What do you need to know? You're trying to plug a chatom into your car. You're trying to do this. Yes, you can walk away. This you, like just someone to walk them through it. Because what if there's no Robbie? What if Robbie yeah, isn't there?
5: What if I'm not or, there? Or I Adam. can't be everywhere. Well, or Adam. Adam. or an
2: Adam. Or you don't, can't get Adam, you don't Adam on the phone. Adam. You can, Adam's not available. There. He's busy helping his own dad. He cannot help your dad. Robbie is at another charging station. Sam and Nicole don't care because we're not in California. Good luck, people. Um, like,
5: it's like, Sam and Nicole like, don't care. That's the... like, Oh, we care.
2: We care. No, I do. And it is it, I, it's just so indicative of what you see with everything except for the crunchy wheels. That's the absolutely wheel thing, I
5: that's weird. I have heard before, but
2: that is absolutely we, horrible. We had
5: um we had a Fiat five hundred like the super cheap Fiat. We got it on yeah. lease because our the WRX engine had exploded and we were broke. Um, and the wheels would squeak like there's no tomorrow. And I was like, wow, do we already run through the brakes? So I went out and bought brakes. I you know pulled the wheel, put jack jacket up, put on a jack stand, take the wheel off, like and say, tons of pad. Pad's fine. I'm like, what is going on? Turns out it was the wheel covers. They were squeaking because, you know, heat and then they get cold. And then now when the car is rotating, the the wheel covers would squeak. So it feels, but that's a Fiat 500, which costs like, I don't know, 30 cents a month to to lease. It's not a Cadillac Lyric. Yeah. The Lyric was
2: a skosh more expensive. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
5: But, you know, this
4: is, this is, like I said, this is exactly why GMs set up the EV live site. So you can go in, um, you know, I'll put the link in the, uh, in the notes, in the show notes but you can go in there, you can do, um, a a one way video experience where you, you know, take a video tour with an EV specialist. Um, they can't see you, but you can see them. Uh, there's also real-time EV answers where you can ask the specialist there, um, about, you know, charging maintenance and how the, um, how the, the GM stuff works. Uh, and then there's just more general information about electric vehicles for all. So, um, this, this is, you know, if, if you've if you're thinking about buying an ev for the first time you might want to go check this out you know even if even if you're not necessarily considering a gm ev a lot of the stuff here you know just the the real time ev answers is going to be you know generic enough that you know it'll apply to any ev um so yeah you know, it's a good good place or you can just send
5: us your questions and we will attempt <laughs> to answer them here we will call your dad and and, and we'll call
2: your it. dad yeah
5: we'll yeah. walk them through
4: we'll it. put
2: our numbers on the website your parents can call us at 5 p.m when they're trying to charge their cars and yeah whatever
4: yeah uh so that's it for this week Thank you all for listening and please, you know, send in your questions to feedback at wheelbearings.media, uh, either write them out, type, you know, type them out. Uh, or if you want to write them by hand and, you know, take a picture of it, send us the picture, you know, or ho- hopefully your handwriting is send it by Raven. You can send it by Raven. Carrier
2: pigeon. Carry,
4: carrier, carrier pigeon, pigeon <laughs> work too. Um, or, you know, record your your questions and comments and send them in and just like Adam did. And we will, uh, we will stick them in the show here. You can be part of the show. All right. Thanks, Bye,
2: everybody. Everyone.
1: Bye. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.